Welcome. Thank you for tuning in to the Liquid Wisdom Podcast, where we take the fear out of everyday life one episode at a time. So if you're not scared, let's jump into the deep end right now. And please, don't pee in the pool. Hi, welcome back. Thank you for coming back to see me. Now, it is no mystery that the last couple of weeks since you and I have spoken has been nothing short of heartbreaking, frustrating, and emotionally, mentally, and physically exhausting on so many levels. However, I can't thank you enough for, despite all of that, coming back to see me and we can sit down and have a conversation about something else that can hopefully empower you. Now, I had something else in mind uh, for our sit down slash conversation today, but I'd be remiss if I didn't address an elephant in the room. And I'm talking about the recent events of what happened to individuals such as George Floyd. May he rest in peace and my heartfelt condolences to his family and friends who was affected by his unjustly untimely passing. So bear with me as I take us on a quick little detour as we talk about taking the fear out of living as a minority and what that encompasses. Now, before I begin, I want to make it clear this message is for everybody. This message does not exclude whites and it does not only include blacks because at some point in time, due to not only your race, but your age, gender, religion, disability, sexual orientation, or many other reasons you may feel like a minority. The things that make you who you are may cause you to encounter discrimination or exclusion. But I want to give you the tools to thrive and make a positive impact on this world. Even when you feel like the minority in the room, how do we take the fear out of living as a minority? Well, we can start by remembering the strength of our past, discovering the truth of our present, and actively building a hope for our future. Have a seat. Let us start by going back to the past. Now, in American history, it can feel like the journey forward uh, towards equality for minorities has been a long road with very little success along the way. But even in tough times, there were minorities who were well off, won court cases, changed laws, and helped to instill pride in their peers. For example, in the early 1900s, Madam C.J. Walker went from earning a dollar a day to becoming the first black female self-made millionaire by selling hair care products. She went on to give away several thousand dollars to the NAACP's anti-lynching fund, as well as giving to orphanages and institutions. Another pioneer, Sojourner Truth, uh, was the first African-American woman to win a lawsuit in the U.S., which allowed her son to be taken out of slavery and returned to her. How about that? 
another individual, Ralph Johns, a store owner and son of uh, Syrian immigrants, was the first non-black person to join the NAACP. He is credited with encouraging the famous sit-ins at lunch counters during the civil rights movement. In 1903, over 1,200 Mexican and Japanese farm workers united to form the first farm worker union. This union was the first to win a strike against the powerful California agricultural industry. Now, for those of you who are most likely working over the age of 50, Robert Braden won a massive lawsuit against Lockheed Martin for age discrimination. After, and he won this after noticing a round of layoffs that had only affected older workers. Braden sued his employer and was awarded over $51 million by the jury. In 2015, the Supreme Court ruled that the retailer Abercrombie & Fitch violated civil rights laws by refusing to hire Samantha Eloff based on her decision to wear a hijab, uh, which is a head covering worn by some Muslim women. Unfortunately, there is no way to adequately cover all the victories minorities have achieved in one episode. <laughs> but if you want to know more about how people like you, yes you, have made their mark on history, feel free to visit sites such as besthistorysites.net or aclu.org for more information. There you go. Now, since we took a look at the past, though briefly, let's take a look at where we are now, which is the gift of the present, okay? Bear with me. It can be hard to find many positive examples of minorities in this day and age. Even while conducting research for this episode, it was difficult to sift through the mountains of negative portrayals of minorities in order to find uh, the overlooked trailblazers in our history in our communities you know the media makes money and maintains public interest by highlighting only the negatives about a group so there is no incentive for them to change that narrative unfortunately the media will always present certain groups as one-dimensional whether it be uh, black thugs or poor Latinos or terrorist Arabs or hillbilly whites or emotional women, feeble elderly, irresponsible youth, etc. You, you see where I'm going with this? But let's remember, let's remember that we usually know of someone or uh, we can find examples in our own cities of people who don't fit these stereotypes. Society would not run effectively if most of the people in the group fit a certain stereotype, especially portrayed negatively, right? So here's what we should do. We need to use critical thinking when assessing a situation presented by the media. Let's examine some of the facts. First, when we think about young people, what does the media present to us? Reckless, lazy, sex-crazed young adults that only focus on themselves and, and the now. The truth is, teen pregnancy, smoking, drinking, and high school dropout rates have been declining steadily since the 1990s. According to the media, Muslim equals terrorists. We've all seen the headlines over the years. But a 2015 Pew Research Center study showed Muslims overwhelmingly 
expressed negative views of ISIS. Moreover, half of all Muslims wish their own religious leaders would do more to speak out against acts of terrorism and extremism. Certain media outlets like to paint gay men as pedophiles, but University of California Davis researchers found that gay men and women account for less than 1% of all molestation cases in which an adult was identified. See what I'm talking about? Gender stereotypes are still prevalent in all types of media. Check this out. On, on screens, right, men are seen more and speak more than women, while women are shown with more revealing clothing or with the camera focused more on their body parts than on them as a whole. Men are also more likely to be portrayed as executives, you know, in leadership and positions of power. More roles include uh, examples such as lawyers and doctors. Meanwhile, descriptions of women are concentrated mainly on their appearance. You know, when you think of someone with a disability, what usually comes to mind? Oh, wait, I'm kidding. Uh, perhaps a person in a wheelchair or, or quote-unquote victim, right, struggling to navigate the world around them. Or maybe the only time they are considered a quote-unquote hero is when they overcome the disability that made them, quote-unquote again, less than everyone else. The truth is that disabled people are just that. They're people. They don't want to be seen as an object of pity. They want you to see the person, not solely the disability. And this example brings one person to mind, or many people to mind, excuse me, uh, but one in particular. She's a personal friend of mine. I just want to say, Emily, you are one of the strongest people I know. You always focus on breaking the mold. You want people to focus on your actions, not because of your disability. And you show such strength and grace in everything that you deal with when it comes to adversity. I just want to say thank you for inspiring me and the countless others through your strength and your courage. So just wanted to get that out there. Now, some of the most dangerous stereotypes involve race and crime. We all know that. One study found that while whites made up about a seventh of the homicide victims in crime reports, they were almost half of the stories shown on the news. Furthermore, while only 10% of the victims were whites who were victimized by blacks, these crimes were almost half the cases shown on TV. Riddle me that. You know, mugshots for blacks and Latinos are routinely shown on TV, while whites are oftentimes left unnamed. Minorities are also shown as more threatening by being shown in physical custody of the police. Many of us also know that minorities are treated more aggressively by police, and certain police officers have admitted to policies that target minority communities. Now, for example, a very dark example, look at how they treated the late George Floyd in his final moments. Let's go back a couple of years ago to the horrible mass shooting that took place in Charleston, South Carolina. 
and how the police on film were shown treating the perpetrator, Dylan Roof. Vast examples of what you should do in a situation and what you shouldn't do. And I'll leave it there. We're going to move on. You know, it can be tough to consider different perspectives when certain portrayals by the media come to mind. Nuance and discernment are important when interacting with others. When you see a minority and a stereotype immediately pops into your mind, oh, he's gay, he must be flamboyant, or female manager, she probably tries too hard to come off as, uh, as aggressive. Recognize that for what it is, a bias that the media successfully taught you. Put the stereotype aside for a moment and just look at the person. Remember, when it comes to media, believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see. Now, since we're here in the present, let us look towards the future. You know, the future is not up to one person. It's not up to me. It's not up to just you. We all need to take actionable steps to build a positive future. While it seems only a few people make all the rules and, quote, you know, resistance is futile, that's what they need us to believe to keep the status quo. Remember, this is a nation that dumped tea into the harbor to protest taxation. We are people that abolished slavery, desegregated schools, won the female right to vote, prohibited gender discrimination through Title IX, created the Americans with Disabilities Act, and gained numerous other victories together as a united people. We must continue to fight to extend rights to marginalized groups and dismantle prejudiced beliefs. That is the only way the fabric of our nation will keep from unraveling. So much of media presence today is about distraction and influencing our thoughts. We need to keep daily visible reminders of our value and power. When it feels as if the powers that be have all the control over our lives, look up quotes from revolutionary leaders that changed the world. And I want to name a few, but this is only a small sample size of the many people that have helped change lives over the course of history. You can think of individuals such as Che Guerra, MLK, JFK, Abraham Lincoln, Huey Newton, Malcolm X, Nelson Mandela, Susan B. Anthony, uh, Aung San Suu Kyi, Zora Neale Hurston, Maya Angelou, and so many others can lift up your spirits and make you feel that all is not lost because it isn't. Join a group, uh, petition, or form to make your voice heard. You can go to websites such as AspiredEconomist.com, which has a top 10 list of best nonprofits fighting for social justice. Or you can go to another website such as FastCompany.com, which has a list of seven, that's right, seven award-winning organizations driving social change throughout the world. And you can also go to SocialWorkDegree.net, which has a wide-ranging list of companies that work towards social justice. And lastly, of course, step away from social media for a minute. I know I've had to do it. There have been some days where I just got so emotionally drained from the ignorance that I was seeing being displayed on my screen that I had to take a step back. I know plenty of friends who are actively 
working towards social change in the community, both in niche communities and on a more wider scale, that have to step away because it's it's necessary. It truly is, you know. And you can step away uh, for a minute each day to appreciate the sun that still shines on you, the breeze that still blows through your hair, and there is still hope. I sincerely believe that. I want all of you to know that there's beauty in who you are and how you were made. There is strength in your past, determination in your present, and hope in your future. Let us remember the words of Ella Fitzgerald. It isn't where you come from, it's where you're going that counts. Once again, to all of the individuals who have been affected by the recent events of what's been taking place with George Floyd and so many countless others that have been fell victim to police brutality and other marginalized groups who have been recipients of oppression in some form or fashion, just know I stand with you. My hopes and energy and love and support extends to all of you within the sound of my voice. Just know that if we stand together, we can continue to fight the good fight, not for the hope of today, but for the change of tomorrow. Because all it takes is one seed of hope to create the tree of change. I want you all to remember that. Now, like always, I just want to leave you with these parting words. You are only, you are only a few decisions away from discovering your purpose and maximizing your potential. Now, I want you all to do your very best to continue to look towards the horizon in these end times, not just now, but for the, the greater times that are ahead for everybody. I love you all. Until next time we meet, take care. All right, all right. Pool hours are over. Don't want you catching a cramp. Tell you what, come on back for a swim soon and we can catch up on life. In the meantime, check me out on Twitter at Formless Liquid. You can also find this podcast on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. Just type in Liquid Wisdom Podcast and boom, you're there. Catch you later.